We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. What's up, Wichita? Good Friday afternoon, everyone. The weekend is finally here. And boy, what a busy weekend it is going to be. We'll talk about that, and we'll also recap what took place last night with Wichita State right here on the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. You can also check us out in other ways other than the old-fashioned radio dial at 92.3. You can stream us online at ESPNWichita.com. That's nice and easy. There's a Listen Live link on there, plus a podcast page if that's your thing as well. You can also stream us on the TuneIn app. If you want to download that to your smartphone, you can do that. That's no big deal. Or if you have a smart speaker like me, you can tell your smart speaker to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. I'm Pat Strothman. Producing the show is Jack Johnson. Phone lines, 316-669-4996. That's the hotline. We'll use that at some point. In hour number two with a guest, 316-669-4996. Text line, 316-247-0923. Twitter, ESPN Wichita, Pat Strothman, Johnny J underscore 15. And you can also message us on Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Your lineup for today coming up in 20 minutes, maybe a little bit less than that. I might have to give myself a little extra cushion because Ben Hartman is going to be in the house. He's no longer titled the head groundskeeper for the Wichita Wind Surge. No, he's got a different title, Director of Stadium Operations. And you might be wondering, why is Ben coming on the show? For starters, baseball is going to be at Riverfront Stadium later on this month with Wichita State, just FYI. And then you have opening day for The wind surge, that's coming up in April. It's going to be here before you know it. So we'll talk to Ben Hartman about that and talk about some of the events coming up, but also something that we really didn't talk about here on the show. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not an expert when it comes to this field, but Ben is. So the Super Bowl 57 game has come and gone with the Chiefs winning Getting the win against the Eagles, that's fantastic. We talked a lot about that. We really didn't talk about the field. And I saw a report earlier this week about criticism, about the field. So we're going to go to our field expert. That's Ben Hartman. The guy studies this for a living. He's got a degree. We're going to talk to Ben Hartman about why those things happen in, this, in Super Bowl 57. Why did so many players slip? What happened? We'll talk to Ben about that coming up in 20 minutes. I think you'll like the conversation. Every time that we have Ben on the show, which we've had him on twice now, Ben is just 
so interesting to listen to. And by the way, he was awarded the Groundskeeper of the Year Award last year at the minor league level. So the guy is is pretty, pretty darn good. He knows his stuff. So we'll talk to Ben about that. He's gracious enough to stop on by and dedicate some of his time here on the program. At 2.45, we'll see if we have time to sneak in a little KUK State talk. This weekend, it's a big weekend for K-State. For Kansas, it's also a big weekend. Some people might disagree, but it might be a big weekend for Kansas. We'll tell you about that coming up at 2.45. If not, we can bleed that into hour number two because we'll kick out the second hour with a Final Four Friday brought to you by Air Quality Control. Four Twitter poll questions. They all took place this morning. I told you I was going to tweet them out yesterday to get more people to hop on board. What happens after the show? I get distracted with some work. I get home, have dinner with my wonderful wife, started to do some different stuff, started to prep, and it's like, oh, man, that's right. I forgot to do that. So I did it this morning. We have the Twitter poll questions. They are up on ESPN Wichita. Pat Strothman, and I don't know if Johnny J underscore 15 retweeted them, but nonetheless, you can find them on Twitter. Two questions involving the Kansas City Chiefs, two questions involving college basketball teams here in the Sunflower State, Kansas and Kansas State. One involves Bill Self. The other one just involves Kansas State and the team in general. So that is... That is what we have coming up in hour number two. 325, Sully Angles of Cake TV. He'll be on the show. He's a regular. He's a staple on Friday, so we'll have him on the show at 325. And speaking of staples, buy or sell with Jack Johnson and what's on tap this weekend, brought to you by Wooshock Wheat, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company. That is also coming your way as well. So that's your lineup for today. It's March 3rd, 2023. Thank you so much for joining us here on a wonderful Friday afternoon. We do start with Wichita State. The Shockers last night took on the number one team in the country in the Houston Cougars. Before tip-off, we received news that Jaquan Walton would not play. Illness. And I think when that happened... There were a lot of people that rushed to uh, sports books and basically took Houston, 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 Houston. So many people selecting Houston because, hey, no Jaquan Walton. You're probably thinking that Wichita State is going to get smashed. Well, the Shockers, quite the contrary in the first half, they led in the first half. But once we got to halftime, Houston on top by two, 33 to 31. Final score was 83-66. Houston able to pull away down the stretch. The game-changing moment, and I don't think this is a surprise to anyone, the game-changing moment was when Craig Porter Jr. got his fourth foul. When that happened, I felt like, okay, now we have an issue. This is where Houston is going to go on a big run. Because Craig Porter Jr. means so much to this team. We've talked about that multiple times. You're down Jaquan Walton. 
who can create a shot and get it off. Jerome Pierre Jr. to some ex- to some extent can as well. But Craig Porter Jr. is a guy that you need on the floor. You got to have Craig Porter Jr. or Jaquan Walton, in my opinion. With no Jaquan Walton, now you have no Craig Porter Jr. Houston is going to capitalize, and guess what? That's exactly what Houston did. The Cougars were able to capitalize. That's what they did. They capitalized. So when Craig Porter Jr. went out, I thought, okay, there you go. That's the ball game. And I know that's probably not fair to say just about one guy, but I think it's just the the general thing. When you lose one of your top players in Jaquan Walton, now you you're down another guy. Who are you going to rely on for offense? Who's going to handle the point guard duties against a very, very tough Houston defense? And you saw Wichita State unravel from that point forward, dropping to 8-9 and nine in conference play, 15-14 and 14 overall. You know what I find interesting? Wichita State was 22 of 30 from the floor near the five-minute mark of the second half. The Shockers missed five of their last seven to fall short of a school record set 35 years ago. Shockers, they were 26 of 39. They were 67% way back in 1987. So the Shockers, they did quite well against that Houston Houston defense. They were able to score. The Shockers, not nearly as great at the foul line, which that was a problem at 12 of 21. But the problem is, the reason why they were so efficient, they gave the ball away. I feel like we've had this conversation before. That was the one thing that Isaac Brown said going into this game. He said, look, last game against Houston, we had 12 turnovers in the game. That's something that Wichita State can control. The whole out-rebounding thing by seven of Houston in the first game in Wichita, I mentioned it to C.J. Moore yesterday, brought up how it was an anomaly how Wichita State was able to out-rebound Houston. Had more offensive rebounds, had more total rebounds just in general. That's an outlier. That's not going to happen again this time around against Houston. There's just no way. No way that the Cougars are going to be this way. Now, at the end of the day, it's exactly what happened. Houston was able to pull down a total of 26 rebounds. Now, Wichita State had 23 rebounds in total, but the Shockers, they had three offensive rebounds. Houston had 11 offensive boards that led to 15 second-chance points. But the big thing this time around compared to the first game, turnovers. Houston forced 12 turnovers in the first game. IB said that they had to be at that number or below in order to give themselves a chance to win this contest and to pull off a shocking upset upset on the road. Shockers turned the ball over a whopping 20 times. 20. 20 times. Now, I would argue that Houston didn't necessarily capitalize all that much with points off turnovers. They had 17 in total. I feel like when you when you force 20 turnovers, you're looking at trying to go a perfect, you know, hundred percent, forty points. You want to double up the, the 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 turnover game. That's what you want. You had twenty turnovers. Okay, that's extra possession. So therefore, there should be more more buckets. Wichita State, the Shockers, they just couldn't hang on to the ball. 
And as much as they had live ball turnovers, they had some turnovers that went out of bounds. That wasn't great. You can't turn the ball over 20 times against Houston. And he can't go 12 of 21 for the free throw line. Houston was 20 of 22 for the foul line. Houston, from beyond the arc, was 9 of 25. 47% for the for the game from the field just in total. But they had a way better second half, kind of like what we saw in the first game in Wichita. I believe Houston had one made three in the first go-around in the first half, and then they had way better way better production in half number two from beyond the arc. So that was somewhat similar. But the Shockers, they turned the ball over way too way too much. And at the end of the day, that was just too much to overcome. A team that competed very well on the road, unfortunately falling short as the Houston Cougars were able to pull away down the stretch. Now Craig Porter Jr., he had 17 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, played 34 minutes, which is sort of interesting considering the guy got his fourth foul somewhat early in half number two. Listening to the TV crew, I thought it was interesting that they, they brought up how you know, maybe, I think they even said that it was a little, a little bit of a wishy-washy type of foul. At the end of the day, if you're Craig Porter Jr., if you got three fouls, if that's what you got, you got three personal fouls, you know that. The one thing I cannot stand is how many players do the the reach around trying to hit it from behind. Odds are, if you're not doing it correctly, which I think there are a lot of people that don't do it correctly, it should be a foul. Anytime I see it happen in real life, I just go, there's no way that that's, there's no way that that's not a foul. Just look at their arms and the way that it works. So Craig Porter Jr. just has to know better. Anytime they do that wraparound, and I'm sure officials think the same thing. If officials see it, they're going to call it. And they certainly called it on Craig Porter Jr. in that moment. For a guy who is, you know, high IQ, a guy who's, who certainly means a lot to the Wichita State program, at that moment it was just a poor choice by Craig Porter Jr. But he's not the reason why they lost the game. Him getting the, the fourth personal foul, sure, that's a part of it. That's a big factor. But turning the ball over 20 times, that's not ideal. Jerome Pierre Jr., Suffered from six turnovers. Now, from the floor, he was 7 of 13, hit two threes at 16 points. But the guy had six turnovers. Kenny Poto finished with 12 points on 5 and 7 shooting. Kenny Poto at the free throw line was was rough. He was 2 of 8 from the free throw line. And I thought, too, James Rojas and Kenny Poto, watching those two guys play, I was giving them compliments yesterday that Wichita State has the right personnel to combat a Houston team that wants to ambush you. Those post players have the ability to pass and and kick it out to where you'll have stationary threes. Now, Wichita State didn't shoot a whole heck of a lot from beyond the arc. They only took 12 threes last night, and they made six of them. So they were 50%. So they made some shots from deep, and they made shots just in general. So... I would like to see what they would have done if they would have kept it to a 12-turnover ball game, if this would have been a completely different game. But the one thing I did recognize with Kenny Poto and James Rojas, they had a combined seven turnovers. Didn't feel like they were quite as effective as they were in game number one against Houston. Now, maybe Houston changed some stuff up to make sure that they could keep Wichita State on its toes, and maybe that's what happened. But I got to say, Kenny Poto and 
James Rojas, not exactly ideal in terms of hanging out to the basketball last night. James Rojas finished with eight points and six boards. Xavier Bell inserted into the starting lineup, played 28 minutes, and he was perfect from the floor. Three for three, two for two from deep, eight points at one board. He had one assist. So you look at at his game, thrusted into the starting lineup for Jaquan Walton. And in that moment, some guys could try to force and maybe not be ready for the moment. Give credit to the former Andover Central Jag. He did a nice job of not forcing the issue. Felt like he played under control. Not a bad game for Xavier Bell. Probably his best one. I know points-wise, you're looking at it, you're like, come on, man, and get a double figures. What are you talking about? Felt like he didn't force anything. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He didn't do anything that really hurt the team. Melvion Flanagan played 12 minutes, got nothing. Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler played 10 minutes, got two. Jalen Ricks came into the game, six minutes of action for him, and he made one three. But looking at all the other guys that played, Wichita State just didn't have enough bench depth as well, which, again, you're missing Jaquan Walton. It's going to hurt, and it definitely hurt Wichita State. So the Shockers, they fall to Houston 83-66. Trailed by two at the break, but in half number two, the Cougars, they were able to take control of the game. And the number one team in the nation is going to stay as the number one team in the nation, more so than not, depending on if there's an upset to take place on the final day of regular season basketball. The final day of regular season basketball for Wichita State is taking place on Sunday. It's a 1 o'clock tip. As Wichita State takes on South Florida, it's senior day. We hope that we can see you out there at Coke Arena. I'm going to be out there. It's an ESPNU broadcast. Should be a blast. And for the Shocker team, we'll talk to Sully about this here in hour number two. But I look at this this team, a team that could get to 500 in conference play. You know, a lot of people think that that's a disappointing season for a, a, a team that has a bunch of new faces. I don't think it's all that bad. Really. And they have a chance to get a W. And they have a chance to send the seniors outright. And this year has not been pretty at home. We'd like to see them handle business at home coming up on Sunday before they turn their attention to the AAC postseason tournament next week down in Fort Worth, Texas. Wichita State falls to number one, Houston. Valiant effort by the Shockers in the first half. Really, the first 25 minutes, not too bad. Unfortunately, the final 15 belonged to Houston. All right, coming up, we have Ben Hartman. He's going to join us in studio. We'll wrap things up here in hour number one with KUK State Talk. Second hour, Final Four Friday, brought to you by Air Quality Control. Please go and vote there on Twitter. 325, Sully Angles from Cake TV and Buy or Sell, plus what's on tap Brought to you by Wooshock Wheat. That is what we have going on right here on The Pulse. But coming up next, it's Ben Hartman. We're going to talk grass in fields, specifically dealing with Super Bowl 57, because it was a topic of conversation. We'll break it down with the expert 
himself. That's next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita.